Welcome to the Discovery Self-Development Podcast, where we chat about all things family, education, and relationships. This is a real, raw, and honest podcast that will make you laugh and where you'll nod your head in agreement with the situations we explore. I'll give you tools and strategies to create the life and relationships you've always dreamed of. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. Hey, hey, hey guys, welcome to episode three. Episode three is a little bit different to previous episodes because I had the pleasure of welcoming three yummy mummies to one of my retreat weekends and they were willing participants for the podcast. So they're going to share some of the challenges, some of the funny moments and some top tips about parenting and relationships whilst parenting with you. I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name's Debbie. I've got two kids, seven and ten. I've got one child who is Logan and he's three. I have two kids, Kate who is six and Lily who is four. And girls, number one question that I've had on Instagram today is, as a mummy, how do you find time for you? So pretty difficult when you work full time and the kids have something on every night of the week where you've Ooh. got to play taxi and everything. But I try and actually like lock myself in the bathroom and have a bath <laughs> five minutes just to just even having a bath mm, you find your kids knocking on the door yeah but that's cool do you know what at least like, that's my rest time and I, actually I don't mind that but I know that that bath time is for me and even if the kids are there it's, it's a I know it's me time but it's also time where they feel most comfortable comfortable to come and ask questions and that's Sometimes we have a lot of deep conversations. I know that's kind of no, like, like a driving bit, a bit kind of, yeah, that's like mm. a bit of junk position, if that's even kind of describable mm. there, that it is time to myself, but it's also time where I'm the most relaxed and the kids can mm-hmm. tap into tap what into you've got to offer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily the same as mum time. Separation certainly helped me get a bit of space. So... I share custody with my husband, which is really nice and really good for my son, I think, because he gets equal time with both of us. It's hard for each of us because we miss him. But in that week that I don't have him, I make sure I maximise all of my time. Mm -hmm. So I don't waste time. And actually, yeah, actually, I feel like it's important not to have any down moments I feel like where I'm just like I've wasted that I just sat about doing nothing so I will go to the gym go running or read a book watch a film but yeah just making sure that that week is my time and then getting back on a Saturday and it's back to all his time when you show up you show up for him good Hazel you don't get free time you are with your husband happily married and you have two little girls how do you find time for you well I work Two and a half days. Mm. Um, working part time definitely helps. So on a Monday morning, um, Thursday and Friday mornings, I have time to myself, which is great because I can either do things in the house mm. or I can read a book. Mm-hmm. I can go for a walk and go for a run. I definitely find those times perfect to have time to myself. And when I know I've got that time, then it makes it so much easier because like that, I do have 
very demanding girls they're six and four years old so I know I've got that set time to do whatever I need to do whatever I want to do absolutely and do you know what I've heard from all of you girls so whether it's because you're married and your kids go to school whether it's because you're separated or whether it's because you just um organize time for a bath what everybody has in common is that they schedule the time that they're going to relax and so you get through the week you get through the challenges because you know that that time is coming and so my mind is different I'm also separated but what I do is I make sure that I get up at five o'clock every morning some people call me crazy but when I know that I have five till seven to myself every single day I know that if I use that time to exercise you know do the gratitude to all the things that are good for me then I can show up for my kids and I can show up like and be totally, totally present. And that's exactly what you guys are saying mm-hmm. too. So the important part is if we schedule it, then it is A, quality time for us. Mm-hmm. B, we don't actually mind if it's interrupted because our headspace is good yeah. because we, yeah. we're in that mindset where, do you know what, this is our chill time and if someone interrupts then we've got the capacity to give to them. But the scheduling is the important part. And actually it's the knowing that it's coming that keeps us going yeah. through even the most challenging times. Yeah. Fab. Okay, question number two is, as a mummy, what has been your most challenging situation? There's lots. I think I can't, I just can't kind of pick one because every week there's something different. I think there's always, changes, there's always something different. You know, I think like, I think certainly <laughs> this week it's been because the kids have gone back off to school holidays and that's been a nightmare getting back in a routine. I think when the kids have had lots on after school, that certainly affects the routine and, and that can be a challenge. I think it's very difficult to pick one thing. So what's your biggest challenge? Oh, I'm glad Debbie took a bit of time to think and then that let me think what were my biggest... They seem so trivial now, but at the time, I just remember thinking these are the worst things that could happen to me as a parent. Logan went through a biting phase. Oh, yeah. So I remember every time I went into nursery, they would say, Logan spit a child. And I'd be like, I, I, I am trying to be a good mum. I am teaching them all the values. I, I don't know what else to do. And they would say, oh, it's just normal. But I didn't feel like it was normal. And then eventually I went in one day and I was like, I'm not again. They're like, no, somebody's bit him. And I was like, oh, karma. <laughs> really? <laughs> so that was the biting phase over it. And then funnier one, I remember on holiday in Cyprus, we had poo gate like every night. And we'd run out of nappies. So every night I would take more nappies. And then we'd still run out of nappies. But, so I think there's just always these challenges. What but, did you use for a nappy when you ran out? Oh dear, you don't want to know. I'm not recording it. We went through the whole well, I went we're in a restaurant, right? It's a beautiful restaurant. I really was enjoying my pasta. Mm. But the staff <laughs> they were standing so ridiculously close right and, she, and then I was like he's definitely pooed so I went to change him all good came back out and then I was like I think he's pooed again it's like he doesn't he's only got that nappy so I literally took the nappy off it was pampered I mean it was two so it was a pull up so I took it off and emptied <laughs> he didn't no, I had no choice emptied it into the toilet put it back on <laughs> eat eat really fast <laughs> eat <no. laughs> 
That was a low moment. So a mummy challenge is expecting the unexpected. Hazel, oh. okay, so you've got two girls, a completely different ball game. Mm-hmm. What would be your biggest challenge when not just one, but two girls? The biggest challenge for me is when I'm sleep deprived. Absolutely, yeah. when I'm sleep deprived. Like when there were babies, you expect it, but torture. Um, Kate, she <laughs> has never been a great sleeper and she is up various times at night and it's just exhausting, especially when you've got to go work the yeah. next day. I find that really hard to like kind of, that's definitely a big thing for me. But also as well, like having two girls, like we have mm-hmm. so strong mind. And I've said to you girls before, she's always got to get the last word in and she's <laughs> so inquisitive and it's it's really hard to win. It is exhausting. It's just constant all the time and like you you can never be prepared like she's always coming away with something different and I'm never ready to actually have an answer for her she's just wanting to know all the time definitely I think the biggest thing is is, is sleep deprivation yeah. I find that the, yeah, the biggest struggle actually, especially yeah. when you have to get up for work mm-hmm. the next day I think you know before you have children if you had the amount of sleep that you have when you have children, you would be calling in work sick, saying, I cannot come into mm-hmm. work. I've mm-hmm. been this hat like I mean, we had two kids who kind of co slept for many, many years, mm-hmm. but you you just get up and you and you work with four hours sleep and yeah. you get through the day and then you mm-hmm. do it again and, and again and again. And now again. like you know, when your children do sleep well, you take bad having broken sleep because mm-hmm. um they do less to torture people. Honestly, it is torture. I know. One of our biggest themes has been sleep deprivation (laughs) and the fact that regardless of of how old our children are, my children are the oldest. I have a 17-year-old who definitely does not come into my bed, but I do have have an 11-year-old daughter who still comes into my bed. And, you know, she justifies it to herself. She doesn't want anyone to know that she's there, but she's like, Mommy, my friend's still sleeping in their mum's bed from time to time, and when I'm not well, I need to sleep with you. And actually, I find it quite comforting when she chooses to come and sleep with me because it kind of reassures us that they still need us despite the independence say that they crave and they they strive to show us so she comes into bed and you know when when she comes into bed with me it's a heartfelt moment because I'm glad she wants to be there but it's also a bit like oh my god we have octopus in the bed I've got an arm in my face I've got a leg in my belly she wants in the bed the dog wants in the bed this is not going to be a pleasant sleep tonight I'm going all those years back you know, so how do you feel about your children still coming into your bed? So I think we've spoken about this as we can, but um, my husband was on night shift there this week and the kids decided amongst themselves that they would each take a night to sleep with me. And again, my son's nearly 11, so he, he would be mortified if he knew I was speaking about this. But he he was the first. And, and again, it, it, it's nice because he is of that funny age where the emotional side of him, it's difficult to gauge. I mean, I tell him every day I love him and I always, well, going to bed, I am, he will always ask me to tuck him in and I don't do it unless he asks me. And I think for me, that's still good that he asks. He came in and it was absolutely fine. And although he's not as gushing as what he used to be with showing his emotion, I know it's still there. So for me, totally happy. Like, I, I, I love that. I think it's it's brilliant. But whereas my daughter, she's seven, she also is like an octopus in the bed. But <laughs> again, she would sleep on top of you if you had, if she had the, if she had the option. But I still think it's an affirming moment that your children still want to still want to have that closeness with you mm-hmm. so yeah I'm all with that I think um as long as I'll take it as long as I can get it so 
I've not got that far down the line. I don't know what he'll be like when he's 11, but he's certainly now doing that whole coming into my room. Generally, he'll go down at about seven on his own and then about one in the morning, he'll come into mine. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm just getting used to sleeping on my own. Mm -hmm. So I'm enjoying all this space and he comes in. And I have never, still do not understand how a three-year-old <laughs> That's a king size bed. <laughs> like, he genuinely yeah. needs my pillow and only my pillow that yeah. my head is on. Yeah. He needs my bit of the bed and no other space is acceptable. So I'm still finding the, the physical space challenging because I love him, but oh my goodness. And Logan is very much like me, he's a hand holder. So he'll be like, hold my hand. And there's only one position in which I can do that. So yeah. if I turn over, you'll be like, no, mummy, turn back over. And I'm like, oh. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's endearing, though. And mm -hmm. it is lovely. It is. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And I, I think I'm the same. Like, I feel a bit worried sometimes and a bit guilty. Like, is this the good thing for him? Because at the moment, nobody else is sharing my bed. I'm letting him in. What happens if I meet someone yeah. else? So, yeah. And then I think, is it? Do I need to keep the routine of him sleeping in his own bed? But I, I actually really enjoy cuddling in at him. And actually, just recently, he does this thing. He wakes up and he goes, I love you, mummy. Oh, and I'm like, oh, okay, then you can always be in my bed. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to interrupt there as well. So yeah. certainly when, when my two were little, so we had, there was literally four in a bed at night. So <laughs> they would both start in their own beds. Mm -hmm. And then, then Abby would come through. I mean, again... It, it was all to get a night's sleep. I think mm, we spoke about yeah. getting up for work the next day. So you do literally, if I, if standing on my head in the middle of the night <laughs> yeah. would, make, would, 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 would allow the sleep to get more than four hours, then I would absolutely do it. So you do, you do what you do. And I know there are people out there who conflict about that. No, you should be consistent putting them back mm. in their beds. But you try that and it, it's taken five hours out of your night. Mm. Just... For me, it was just getting the sleep. So, yeah. yeah, Abby would come in and then Lucas knew he wasn't allowed to come in next to us, so he would hop in at the bottom of the bed. Oh. So, yeah, the, the, no, it was hard. It was really hard times. But, yeah. then, you know, they're, they're little. So, it's like, although they take up half the bed and it's a nightmare, <laughs> but they're little and, and they're pretty movable. But So, uh, why do we do it? We do it to survive, but we yeah. also do it to help them thrive. But also, it meets one of our own needs, and that yeah. is that we know that they love us because mm -hmm. they want to be with us but we also show that we love them because we want them within our space yeah. and you know it's a, it's actually a cultural thing isn't it so you know so many different cultures across the world believe that actually while your kids are young and emotionally young then you should you know take every opportunity you get to have that physical touch and the physical touch builds the bond yeah Hazel, mm. you've got two girls yeah. you know like debbie she has two but yours are two close in age mm -hmm. together do you find that they both come in or what's your situation i've definitely found as a mum I've gone on the approach that you have to listen to, to my children and they will tell me what they need. And Kate absolutely needs that physical touch. She needs to be close. She starts up her own bed. She has to be in her bed at some point in the night. Whereas Lily, you know, she's going through different phases. Right now she's she's definitely having nightmares and she comes mm -hmm. through. I need some time with you, mummy. She'll come into the bed, she'll cuddle in, but she likes her own space. Um, so they're very different. They're very different. And you have a different approach with, with your children. And it's what, what they need at that time. And I've learned that it's about listening to the children at the end of the day. You have to listen to your children. They will tell you what they need. 
and it's it's hard because there's so many people telling you you should be doing this you should be doing that but my approach is listen to your children they will mm-hmm. tell you what they need yeah and just give them what they need and give them what they want because within reason it's amazing yeah. within reason but if from an emotional approach I definitely think that you have to go with that because it's going to make them yeah. more secure and happy and and behavior is communication isn't it behavior is so communication important. and they're telling you what you, they need mm-hmm. and it's your option it's your decision to meet them Absolutely. somewhere that matches what they require and every yeah. child's different so mm-hmm. like you said you've got two girls different ages one needs one thing one needs something else and so you you meet them both where they need to be met Absolutely. and that's what's really really important mm-hmm. so i want to take the conversation in a slightly different direction we focus on us and we focus on our children now a huge part that mummies and daddies and parents have to deal with is sharing their bed with their children now this can have a huge impact on your relationship your personal relationship with your husband or your partner or how has it impacted your relationship when your children have had to share the bed I think in the early days it was all about survival so it was divide and conquer. I think sometimes one of us would go in a in a in one of their beds if yeah. it was um, like they did start off in their own beds. So I think it, it I think it would have had a bigger impact if they were there when we went down because I think that time when you and your partner are going to bed is important because that's your time. That's mm-hmm your wind down time and that's when I'm it's late and I'm not really a big talker so I I like to just chill it can have a bad impact on your relationship because as a mom we have that guilt anyway because we need to be splitting ourselves in five different pieces Mm -hmm. and we want to be there for our partners we want to be there for our children 100% but we physically can't be so there has to be a compromise and I think where your relationship with your partner is as well if you've good communication blah blah and I think At the time, to be honest, it's such a blur. Logan's three, so I'm recently separated. That doesn't leave many months in between having had Logan. And I think you're right. The first year is just a blur. And, like, Logan was a good sleeper. He was in his own cot at the end of our bed. Then he... uh, six months he moved into his own room we didn't really have the nightmarish sleep issues but I I still think it impacts your relationship because even when your child's sleeping through the night you're not especially as first time parents even now I wake up in the middle of the night to go and check on Logan Mm -hmm. my body just naturally does Mm -hmm. it certainly in the first couple of years I would be awake every two hours and I'd be checking on him worried that he was okay Mm -hmm. and that probably in itself has an impact on maternal instinct as well. Mm-hmm. Like the first week we got Lucas home and he was in the Moses baskets next next to us, I would wake up literally mm. seconds before he stood. Like it's, yeah, it's I couldn't yeah. I couldn't actually believe how in tune mm. you became to yeah, their yeah. rhythms or, or, or vice versa yeah. as well. So the, the first year or two are just absolute kind of just <laughs> it, it just mental when you're just desperate for them to sleep in the first time it happens so Logan was, was typically like a 6 a.m 7 a.m ride so came to have seven I'd wake up and I'm like is he all right <laughs> so you'd you'd want to check so you'd listen at the door listen for a little breeze or something he's fine he's fine then we get to like half eight you're like something's not right (laughs) so then you get closer and closer to the bed or the cot and then you're like he's fine just go back to your bed and go to I mean now sometimes even when he like sleeps in until quarter past nine I'll be lying there thinking is he is he all right I don't want to wake him up 
But I also feel like, is he okay? Like, it, it's irrational. He's fine. I don't know. Is this just me? No, you, you waste all that time that you could be resting. Horrible. I think all that worry will never... Mm-hmm. never go. you know it it definitely has its moments and when I've talked about sleep deprivation like it's so hard to like mm-hmm. <laughs> deal with things when you're sleep deprived mm-hmm. and we've definitely had our ups and downs with that but at the end of the day it's you know it's about your kids and you know whatever happens is going to happen and I think if you've got a secure relationship it's it's it'll come through at the end and and, and your mum always said I will all this will always stick to me Jess your mum says you make time have date nights and it's really important mm-hmm. to make time you have to make time yeah. even if these things are happening it's like on a Friday night let's go out let's go and have a meal and like it's all so important you have to make mm-hmm. that time even if it's a walk or yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. just little things and even you know if they are coming into the bed like at nine o'clock when they're in their own beds like that they start off in their own beds and they'll come through like sit down and have a dvd night and and cuddle in and Mm -hmm. and that that to me is special that's important it's changing how you think about things and and taking it to be grand gestures exactly it's just what you make of it at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and it's been a hard and a long journey but i'm starting to see it in a very very different way what my mum used to say to me and Mm -hmm. you hazel is that actually it takes a hell of a lot to make a relationship work it's a lot harder to maintain a relationship Mm -hmm than it is to walk away from a relationship now I'm obviously separated in that those words you know play play hard on my mind and she's right and I suppose what the message is that actually it is really really hard to make a family work Mm -hmm. and my advice to everyone and I say it on my social media page and I've said it in the blogs that I write and probably in, in the last few weeks podcasts too is that it takes a hell of a lot of effort to make a family work Families are not a God-given right. Families are something that take a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. Just like anything in, in life that, you know, you get success with, it takes hard work, persistency, consistency, grit, determination, and effort. And families take that. So in order to have successful kids, you need to put in the work. Mm-hmm. But to have a successful relationship, you need to put in the work too. Mm-hmm. Now, I am coming from a place where my relationship hasn't been successful and that really saddens me however I did put in the work but relationships are a a two two way thing and so it takes both sides of the party Mm -hmm. to put in in the work so my funny story about kids and beds and and sleeping and all those things are you know when I had my children we decided that we would buy the biggest bed that we could absolutely Mm -hmm. find thousands of pounds invested in this ginormous (laughs) most comfortable bed and you know yep the kids can come through and they wake up in the middle of the night do you know what the dog can bloody jump on the bed <laughs> everything is fine there's space for everybody let's, yeah. let's go and then once I got separated and my mindset kind of changed I was mm-hmm. like that I'm going to ditch this bed it's getting sent to the dump anyone can have it who wants it come and claim it it was thousands of pounds worth of investment and I am going to buy the smallest bed that I can find because I do not want anybody to come into my bed so you know you appreciate when your kids come Mm -hmm. but you also appreciate the time for yourself and so it's finding the balance isn't it absolutely everything is balanced Mm -hmm. final question girls if you had one piece of advice for parents what would it be and why I think we're all different so I know there are a lot of parents there who read all the manuals you know stick to to rules and great and and that works for them but for me for me and I know it sounds really naff 
but it, just do what comes naturally. Trust we could always, we could always be better, like a, and also maybe not being too hard on yourself as well. Yeah, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. I just think anybody who's judgmental, who expresses their opinion vehemently, who dogmatic in an opinion, just run a mile from those people because they will drag you down and make mm-hmm. you feel like the worst parent ever. Quite often, those people are not parents i'll be honest i was one in my 20s i was like oh can't believe that toddler is sitting on the ipad at a meal that would never happen with my child lo and behold have a child take loads of photos and get them printed or put in a photo book because Mm. that's something we don't do anymore is I have an app called Free Prints and you only pay for postage. Yeah. But every month I do get to Well, it's being organised at doing that because yeah. I think Lucas, he's got maybe his first three years, but when and then Abby came along, yeah. she's literally it's got a, a few. Yeah. There's lots yeah. of those, but they're not it's, in any sort of order or anything. It's not the You don't, as you get, I mean, <laughs> we, are, we are children, yeah. children of the 80s and there's lots and lots of photos mm. of me in some really hideous 80s attire but you know it's great to look back on and it's great it's, it's a great storytelling it's great for history for your children it's it logan has pictures above his bed mm-hmm. of family like family time friends time every time we meet like new friends i get the prints yeah. off my phone yeah. and we put them on his wall and now when we go to sleep at night when we've done our story time He'll say, who's on the wall? And I'll be like, it's Granny, and it's Daddy, and it's Mummy, and Logan. And then he'll take over and he'll be like, Benjamin. That's amazing. And I really like that he is building that friendship. relationships, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And he knows who his friends are. And then he'll be like, oh, and Ethan. And we've not seen Ethan for ages. Let's see Ethan. Yeah. Yeah, But Mm. I think you're right. The art of, like, printing out photos Mm -hmm. and seeing them all the time rather than having to go and see them on your phone. We need to do more of that. Yeah, Yeah. certainly this year for Christmas I got the kids and it was a book of the Mm. year. So, But I think now this year I'll be more prepared and do highlights of each month and do a little bit of explanation where but there's not one top tip, there's lots. <laughs> so enjoy the moment, mm-hmm. capture yeah. the moment, yeah. reminisce about the moment, but yeah. keep the communication open mm-hmm. and keep talking about the relationships because actually relationships are the fundamental key uh, yeah. of building a successful family yeah. and relationships are about being open, about being honest, about respecting people, about meeting new people, about building resilience. And, and all of those other it's attributes. It's like treating them like little mini adults. I think mm-hmm. it's really important. Like I certainly know for, for Lily, for instance, it's explaining why. Mm-hmm. It's explaining why you're saying X, Y, and Z. She needs to know the ins and outs. And that's a big thing. Like don't, I think you can be really rigid and be really strict. And, yeah. But you need to under, you, they need to understand why you're saying what you're saying. They need to have an explanation for things. That's a big thing, I think, for children. Definitely. So role model and talk them through the process. Name your emotions, name what you're doing, Mm -hmm. and then absolutely they'll embed into their own routine, into their own practice, exactly what you're teaching them on a day-to-day basis. Thanks for listening to the Discovery Self-Development Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with all of your friends. And don't forget to leave your five-star review. See you next week.